When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, college football fans across the nation and around the world. This is Tim May with the Tim May Show. Standing here with my good friend, Jeff Snook. And Jeff, where are we standing? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it out. We are standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon, Tim May. Uh, what are we doing here, Jeff? Well, we were at the Super Bowl all week in Las Vegas. Decided to take a little journey over here to see uh, the Big Ditch. Yeah, so we're, we're seeing it. The Big Ditch is quite impressive, isn't it? Yes, this is an iconic uh, venue, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, the Grand Canyon. And uh, it's interesting because on this week's show, I've got a, uh, I've got an interview with an iconic figure in sports, Archie Griffin, two-time Heisman Trophy winner, uh, joined me to talk about the fact that his uh, likeness is going to be uh, captured in bronze and and in a bronze statue and put outside the uh, the Rose Bowl, the grand entrance to the Rose Bowl Stadium, and Ohio State's going to get a copy of that statue and will be able to put it somewhere. As you hear Archie and I talk, uh, I would like to see sometime or another Ohio State officials kind of grab a hold of the idea of putting in a, a pantheon of the of the big time players who have played at Ohio State, and it is quite the list uh, on that walkway between Woody Hayes Drive and the grand entrance to Ohio Stadium. What do you think, Jeff? What are, you, are you for that or against that? No, you know, I think Buckeye Grove. I, I'm a big fan of Buckeye Grove where the All-American, uh, All-Americans get their own trees. I love that. I love the rotunda the way it is. And I think a lot of uh, programs, like we saw Oklahoma years ago, Yeah, they built, they built statues for 30-year-old guys that won the Heisman Trophy. I don't think Ohio State really needs to do it. But if you like it, you know, bring it up to Gene Smith and the powers that be, the board of trustees, and see how they respond to it. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see what Archie thinks. Uh, you know, I think he's thinking a little bit along the same lines I, I am. You know, of course, he's the most humble you, human yeah. being I, you've ever met. And he's talking more of like, Guys like Chick Harley, Bill Willis, uh, well, uh, Hopalong Cassidy, all these guys that played at Ohio State that maybe deserve more than just their name on a rim. Their names are on the facade at the closed end of the stadium. Right, so, uh, right. I, I, knowing Archie, how humble he is, I'd be shocked if he was for statues for Heisman winners, but uh, uh, maybe he is. I don't know. Well, yeah. I, he's more about bringing rising, uh, the, the tide rising all boats, you know. Uh, but it would be quite the tourist attraction. Would it be... The Grand Canyon, probably not, but you could sell tickets to uh, to get into that. But uh, but I digress. Let's let's get straight to the fact. You and I you and I were in uh, Las Vegas for uh, Super Bowl weekend. It was quite the scene, especially from Thursday night on. You know the traffic, uh, the number of people involved, etc. But then moving on, you know during that during this past week, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ohio State Bill O'Brien decided to take the uh, Boston College head coaching job. He'd been in Ohio State for what less than three weeks. 
kind of reminded when Bobby April came in way back in the, I think it was the John Cooper era as a special teams coach. And I think about five weeks later, he ended up going to the Atlanta Falcons as their special teams coach. You know, I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's happened before. Uh, Bill, uh, uh, Bill Marmee, I think, was a coach that John Cooper hired at one point and moved on uh, before a season ever started. But, uh, you know, Ryan Day has some, has some connections. And as we all know, his offensive coordinator at New Hampshire way back when uh, was a guy named Chip Kelly. Now, all of a sudden, uh, when Ryan Day was a quarterback, now, all of a sudden, Chip Kelly's going to be working for Ryan Day, who has worked for Chip Kelly a couple of times in the National Football League, obviously Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers, those one-year stints <laughs> where, where uh, Chip Kelly kind of came and went in the National Football League. But I just want to get your take on that hiring, Jeff. You're a longtime Ohio State aficionado. You're pretty much a big-time Ohio State fan, but about as, about as critical of Ohio State as anybody I know. Well, I think that's a shot. I'm not critical of Ohio State all the time. Only, uh, only when they lose. No, only when they uh, make some maybe administrative mistakes I've seen through the years uh, or bad hires or, or what have you. But one, I want to give you one thought about Bill Bryant. Him leaving so early is understandable because, first of all, he's got a house in Boston and he worked with the Patriots. So he's, now he's not really making a transition with the family, and it's not a lateral move. He's getting a head coaching job, so I hope fans don't hold that against him that he came and went that way. But uh, on to Chip Kelly, that this really is a statement about the state of the UCLA program. I mean, Chip Kelly's making $6 million at UCLA. His buyout is $4 million. So he's basically leaving $10 million on the table minus what he's making at Ohio State for the first year because if they fired him next year, and chances are maybe they were going to, he, he could see the writing on the wall that he couldn't compete with USC in the in the form of NIL money and and you know they play in the Rose Bowl that right. last Rose Bowl right. their attendance was terrible they were drawing MAC level crowds in the Rose Bowl and I know that weighed upon him too because he couldn't sell it to recruits recruits didn't want to play there in the Rose Bowl with with literally they they were counting fans at, at some games this year and had three to eight thousand people in correct. the Rose Bowl correct I mean it was terrible yeah. so. You know, he, he jumped the gun and didn't wait to get fired, and he left $10 million on the table. you got to admire him for that, and he's looking toward his future. And Let's face it, he was the head coach of the Eagles and the 49ers in Oregon. He's been around. He's, he's probably got a decent bankroll by now. Yeah, and the bottom line is, like you said, he was looking around. He wanted to leave UCLA. There was a there was a point in the season when it looked like UCLA wanted to part with him, too. And uh, they ended up, what, upsetting USC at the end of the year? and, well, and won, a, won a bowl game. And won a bowl game. So, uh, but uh, – here he is. He lands at Ohio State, signs a three-year contract. I'm not really sure of the financial terms yet. It's got to be north of $2 million a year. Obviously, Jim Knowles, the defense coordinator, is making that. So we'll see what that is as, as the days go day, days go on. But uh, just football-wise, what, what does he bring to the table first that you like? Well, Obviously, wait a minute. Remember, you remember when uh, Urban Meyer uh, – quit at Florida that one year, retired from Florida, and he spent uh, what I called it a sabbatical year before he ended up at Ohio State. Uh, he spent a couple of, couple of two or three weekends uh, at with the Oregon football program because he just wanted to see how they ran things and stuff, and that's where he really came up with the idea of running that hurry-up offense. Uh, uh, but Chip Kelly, of course, brought that to the West Coast uh, when, when he moved there with Oregon and did a hell of a job with Oregon, uh, the spread, but with a power running game. And 
that's what was has been lacking maybe the last couple of years with Ohio State is that power running game along with a wide open offense. Well, football-wise, I love the hire. Matter of fact, I think they upgraded when Bill O'Brien left and they got Chip Kelly now because he is the perfect coordinator. Chip Kelly, you know, if you think about it, Ryan Day really needed to turn over to play calling to somebody. And this is perfect for Chip Kelly. He doesn't have to worry about all the administrative things being a head coach. He can focus on nothing but the offense. Let him completely take over the offense. And, and you know, part of the run game with the quarterback has always been a part of his offense. And now they got a guy coming in from Kansas State, Will Howard, and he's a dual threat. And it, all the ingredients are coming forward. Like, they're, they're making the perfect pizza right now. Yeah. They have every ingredient and no excuses next year to make a serious run at the national title. And if you look in Vegas, we just left Vegas, the heavy favorites for the national championship, there's two of them. It's Georgia and Ohio State. And they've restocked the roster. Michigan's roster has been somewhat depleted. They lose a lot of their coaches, including their head coach. There's no excuse not to beat Michigan and Ohio Stadium next November. And everything is lining up right now perfectly uh, for Ohio State and, and the talent they have coming in, even the transfers from Alabama, from Ole Miss, I mean, the, things look really, really bright for next season. What a strange era we're living in, though, right? I mean, uh, number one, the top two teams in the Big Ten at this moment, you would have to say, are Oregon and Ohio State. Uh, probably Ohio State and then, and then Oregon, if you wanted to rank them. But we're in that new era now of an 18-team Big Ten uh, from, from the standpoint of football. And uh, Michigan – just seems like it's due for a slight fall. Let's put it that way, yeah, at the yeah. least, right? But uh, it's just the transfer portal along with the NIL is just Ohio State has finally grasped it big time. I think it's benefited maybe better than anybody else in the country, but as well as anybody else in the country for sure. And you couldn't say that two years ago from the standpoint of the NIL uh, NIL possibilities, name, image, and likeness possibilities uh, in, in some other ways. Uh, are you impressed by the way Ohio State, the Ohio State, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, group? I mean, the, the Ohio State as, as a whole has grasped now and, and taken hold of the NIL era. Well, how can you not be? I mean, I, think, I stammered over that because it's hard to kind of exactly explain Kiffin it. I think Kiffin took some shots at Ohio State from losing that running back they lost. And yeah, he, Quinshawn he's, Judkins. He's, yeah, that he, he basically accused Ohio State of buying their roster. Well, let's face it, this is a new era. So, yeah, the teams that have the resources that can do that, why? How can you blame them not to do it? Yeah, uh, you know, A and M, Alabama, Georgia—they've all done the Texas. same thing. You know, they got deep pockets, big boosters that uh, want to help the program, and uh, as long as they're playing by the NIL, NIL rules of what they are, you can't blame them for not doing so. And uh, you know, you got to remember, next year now we have 12, 12 team playoff, not a fourteen playoff. So when I look at Ohio State's schedule, and they go to Oregon. And then their other tough game to me is at Penn State. You never know when Penn State is going to break out and finally put things together. Correct. Even though I'm not a big fan of their head coach on game day, James Franklin. But their quarterback's returning. They got some talent coming back. And they hired Tom Allen from Indiana to run the defense. I think he'll probably do a good job. So those, when you look at those two games, look at Ohio State's schedule, at Oregon, at Penn State, really with a 12-team playoff, they could split those games and run the rest of the table and still get in this playoff and make some noise and, you know, as long as they then With a 12-team playoff, another thing the factor is going to become who's healthy at the end of the year and who's not. So the, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we've seen fav, preseason favorites in the past drop off because of injuries, but uh, they got a little more cushion this year, let's yeah. put it that way, because of 12 teams. Yeah, you know, I like to call the Big Ten now, the, I think the top three teams, you the, the – uh, 
the little uh, abbreviation I have for them is OOPS, Ohio State, Oregon, and Penn State. <laughs> you like right. that? You right. like I do that, like don't that. You? you came up with that on your own? Yeah, I came up with that on my but own. But I digress. I think it was after I had uh, uh, Mexican food and uh, slept hard one night. Let me ask you this. Um, I get in a funk, a little bit of a funk every year when the football season ends. The football season, as we you know, witnessed in Las Vegas this past weekend, ended uh, – are you the same way, or are you a big hoop? Yeah, guy? obviously. I mean, it's my favorite time of the year. We got what do we got left? Six months before NFL preseason in August, and it drags along. But you know, there's other sports. I love March Madness. I'm not a big college basketball fan until March Madness comes around. Yeah. And not a huge Major League Baseball fan anymore, like I used to be. Uh, so no, college. Both of us, college football is our game. It's our passion. We both made a living at it for a long time and loved it. We both had college football beats, so yeah. we think alike and we're somewhat old school. But there's no greater game than the game of college football. I call it America's pastime, no matter what Major League Baseball fans think, and I love it. I've always loved it. The tradition, game day, it beats the heck out of the NFL any day of the week, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, Saturdays are our days. Sundays are just the day to get some paperwork done and flip channels. And watch you know and I'm a Browns fan so the Browns were in the playoffs this year I was more interested than I have been yeah and by the way there are still sports going on ladies and gentlemen and uh, as you well know game time the game time app uh, is a is a sponsor of this program and many others on lettermanrow.com and on3.com and you download the game time app and you make a purchase on there so it's the fastest growing aftermarket uh, uh, ticket site in the country but you you download the game time app and and you use the promo code Buckeyes, B-U-C-K-E-Y-E-S, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. And the great thing, uh, guarantee about uh, game time is if you find a, a ticket basically in the same row, same general section of the stadium or arena for a lesser price, uh, game time will refund 110% of the difference. Now, of course, terms apply. Terms always apply, don't they, Jeff? Yeah, you'd have to read the fine print. Yeah. I, I'm just shocked you had to spell the word Buckeyes. Yeah, well, I just want to make sure people know there's not a shortcut in there or anything. But, yeah, GameTime app, uh, GameTime.co, if you're on, on your uh, mainframe computer, so to speak, that's the place to go. And be, for, be sure to use that promo code, Buckeyes, for $20 off your first purchase. And, you know, what? The, one of the hottest tickets in town right now uh, in Columbus, Ohio, is Ohio State women's home basketball games as opposed to the men's basketball games. Um, I want just one brief comment from you. What should Ohio State do with this with this men's basketball program at the end of this season? Well, it's time, unless he turns it around and makes a run, it's time for a change. I think everybody can see that. Attendance has dropped off. I watch them play. I do watch them a lot. You know, I watch the women's team play Iowa. What a contrast. The, yeah. the way they move the ball, the way they play defense, their spacing, their passing – Everything, the fundamentals are so good. I watch the men's team. I don't see it. I think Gene Smith has a responsibility before he heads out the door in June to pull this trigger and not pass this off to an incoming athletic director. And, the, you know, he, he gave Chris Holtman a, uh, a contract extension, made him a rich man with a big buyout. So he, I, he shouldn't act like I hate to do this. Uh, because he's taking care of him. He's giving him every opportunity. He's giving him all the resources to succeed. It's not happening. And to do the right thing before he leaves that job in June, he's got to, he's got to be the one to pull the trigger, not put it off on somebody else. And that's his responsibility. He's got to serve Ohio State first before he serves a good friend. And I know he likes Chris Holman. He's a good person, good representative. But it's, it's high time that they need a change in that program. And I would think most alumni would agree with me.
Yeah, and I respect, you know, you and I have known each other for <clears throat> several decades, and I respect your opinion, not just about your sports knowledge, but the fact of uh, your heart and soul is kind of located at, at Ohio State University. You, you put a lot into that, that program. You, you know, you donate to the programs, et cetera. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I think you're as tolerant as anybody on letting a coach have his role. Oh, he's had he's had a good chance. Yes. He's had plenty of time, and I never want to hear the excuse. This is a football school, and it's hard to win there. Yeah, they have a beautiful arena. There's been coaches that have won there in the past. They have some tradition in basketball. There's no reason to get a young up and coming coach that can go recruit and develop this in to not only a Big Ten Big Ten championship contender, but a national championship contender. Honestly, he has resources to be a two sport. Uh, school with football and basketball complementing each other, and Thad Mata did it. Yeah, you know, going way back, Fred Taylor. That's a long time ago. Yeah. But there's no excuse for them not to succeed on the basketball floor. So I never like to hear that football overshadows basketball, and the, and a coach is up against the wall and can't do it because I don't believe that for a minute. Yeah, they have a great basketball facility too. Sure. You know, other than the shot center, I mean, the actual practice facility. They is, got a great recruiting too. Agreed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hey, Jeff Snook, thanks for joining me here on the rim of the Grand Canyon. Uh, I've never stood here before, but you have. Of course, have. you've been everywhere four or five times. But, no, uh, not true. Uh, but let's get more, like I said, let's get back to another national monument, or he should be, should be posing for one right about now. Let's get to my conversation with Archie Griffin. Wow, it's always a pleasure. I say wow because you and I are ba both the same age, Archie Griffin. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that just shows you how – how old you could look if you didn't take care of yourself. You see what I'm saying? You sure where I'm going I, there, Archie? I, I figured you were going to say something about old. Yeah, that'd, and, that'd be and, me. And hey, dude, right. I saw you skirt right in last last year in the spring game to score that touchdown. You still got it. I think I even well, texted you that, didn't I? You, you sure did. And uh, I, I wish that was the case. Uh, but I, that was fun. I enjoyed uh, doing that. I certainly didn't expect that. Uh, I remember Ryan uh, told me we were going to get the ball down to about the five-yard line, and then we were going to put you in and, and let you score a touchdown. Well, shoot, they got that ball. They put me in at the 40-yard line. That yeah. was a little too long for me to run. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, how many muscles did you pull on that run? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You know, that, see, that's why you should have played for Ryan Day, because instead of <laughs> handing the ball to Pete Johnson when you got down there, he would have handed it to you. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, I, I, I see. I see. I see. But you know hey. what, Tim, uh, it, was, it was wonderful uh, playing under Woody because uh, we all had a ball. Uh, yeah. We were a team, and, and, and everybody had their roles that they played. And, and uh, you know, I just enjoyed that. That's why I enjoyed being on those teams so much. Yeah, I want I want to get I want to circle back to that in, in a few seconds, in a few minutes, uh, or whatever it takes here, uh, because I do want to ask you finally about what it was like playing for Woody. You know, we, we, I want to get into that because. You know, to the outsiders, to my dad, who grew up in Alabama and Texas and stuff, he just thought Woody was over the top. You know what I mean? But we'll get into that. I mean, that's one from the inside out, because you you guys have spoken so glowingly of him over the years. Even at that 1973 uh, team reunion, I, I got to speak to you guys. I don't know why y'all had me there, because uh, they could have just had you get up and talk. But uh, – but uh, but I but I enjoyed being around you guys. But th but there's a camaraderie there that's that's unmistakable. But I want to get to that in a second. I want to ask you this: uh, They're putting up a statue to you. What does that mean to you, Arch Griffin? Well, I tell you what, uh, it, it it means a great deal. But it really uh, represents uh, the teams that I played on. Uh, you know, 
uh, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I was in the right place at the right time with the right people uh, to make uh, those good things happen for all of us. And uh, that's how I feel about it. Uh, I mean, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful honor. Uh, it represents all the Heisman Trophy winners that uh, uh, played in the Rose Bowl game. Uh, but at the same time, uh, with uh, the statue of me being there, it represents uh, those teams that I played on at the Ohio State University. And I'm so, so very proud of the accomplishments uh, that we had uh, as a team. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that's what that stands for for me. Well, this is what's it's funny is that, uh, number one, uh, they're, the Rose Bowl is going to honor you, as we're talking about. That was announced last week. Uh, uh, basically, they're going to have, in essence, establish an even larger pantheon, for want of another term, of great guys, great players who have played there. And it's really funny because I've got this great photo I took of Jackie Robinson, who they got a pick, you know, they've already got a, uh, you've Jackie, seen that Jackie, statue. Yes. Yeah. which is cooler in hell. I mean, I don't know if yeah. you agree with me or not, but I mean, people forget Jackie Robinson probably should have won the Heisman Trophy. You know what I mean? Way back. Yeah, he was a great, 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 great football player. Oh, UCLA. Absolutely. Yeah, at UCLA, et cetera. But uh, <laughs> have you ever seen videos of him playing, by the way? Have you ever seen him run? I mean. I've not seen videos of him running the football. Or I have. I guess I could say I've seen brief. Uh, yeah, videos, but not anything snippets, extensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Not anything extensive. But I understand that he was a terrific uh, football player. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, and I can I can believe that because of the type of athlete uh, that he was and, and what he did uh, in baseball. You could tell that uh, the guy was extremely skilled. Yeah. But, you know, I've asked you this before. You don't remember, but what what drives running backs? Well, I mean, especially back in your time when you knew you were going to run the ball 25, 30 times a game, maybe minimum. Uh, well, and Jackie Robinson ran like this too. What what drives you? And the reason I'm asking this is, you know that nine times out of 10 or maybe 19 times out of 20, you're going to get hit and tackled at the end of the, you know, when you've got the ball in your hands at the end of a run, it is the most, in my opinion, the single most brutal position in sports. I know there'll be some arguments about some others, but you know, you know, there's there's going to be a hard lick or something, or you're going to deliver it at the end of it, but it's going to be a physical moment uh, every time you touch the ball. What what drove you to excel in that regard? Well, mainly uh, the fact that, uh, you know, I was part of a team. Uh, I had a responsibility on that team, uh, my offensive linemen, uh, quarterbacks, and, and people at every position did their jobs, and I wanted to make sure that I did my job. I wanted to do what they expected me to do because they were doing what I expected them to do. So we all had to uh, really, really uh, give it our all to be successful. And I just wanted to be one that did not let the team down. I mean, that's, that, that, that was my drive. I wanted to be a, a part of that team. I wanted them to feel that they could count on me when I got the ball, just like I could count on them uh, doing their jobs. I mean, that's what really motivated me to, 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 to be the best that I could be on every play. When you, when you grew up in the little Eastmore neighborhood, you know, over there, you know, East Columbus, and you're running the ball and you're seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, did you ever think, as uh, Forrest Gump said, did you ever think it would take you anywhere? <laughs> you know, you know what, Tim, I, I, I really didn't realize Eight, nine, ten, nine years old when I started playing organized football. I played guard. Yeah, that's that right. Was, you were... that, 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 that was the position uh, that I played. But when we would uh, uh, play on the playground at Blackburn 
playground, uh, I was always running the ball when we played the game. You throw up the football, whoever catches it is, is, is the guy that everybody tries to tackle. And I love getting the ball. I mean, I love getting the ball when we throw up that ball. And I love seeing how long that I could uh, stay up before anybody would bring me down. Yeah. So, you know, that, 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 that made me think that I could run the ball. But at that time, my hero uh, was Jim Brown. I mean, he was the guy uh, that I wanted to be like. I mean, I, I, I can remember uh, when we played uh, playground ball, you know, putting on pants and putting uh, cardboard pads in my pants and, yeah. and putting on a jersey, putting that number 32 on my jersey. Uh, you know, just act like I was Jim Brown. I mean, he 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 was the guy uh, that I uh, idolized, and uh, uh, he was the guy that I wanted to run like when I started playing uh, in the backfield because the first backfield position that I played in little league ball uh, was fullback, and even when I got to high school, fullback was the position uh, that I played, and I wanted to play it like Jim Brown. Yeah, you would not be denied. I mean, that would. I mean, I think most running backs, the great ones I've gotten to speak to and cover and see live play. And I've seen, you know, I grew up in the 60s and 70s, just like you did, man. And, uh, you know, I watched Earl, Earl Campbell played against my high school. You know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> and back down in Texas and, you know, uh, uh, Billy Sims played up in Northeast. The point is you guys were all driven for some reason to score, you know, to carry the ball and score a touchdown, knowing there was a price to pay, but you wanted to help pay that price. But, you know, what I'm getting to here about you is uh, – you're not the tallest guy in the world, Arch. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. Has anybody ever told you yeah, that? Yeah, a few, a few people have told me that. And they've exaggerated my height even. You know, I, yeah, I exactly. I'm 5'9", and, you know, I'm 5'8", and I, I could probably go around 5'7 and a half, so to be sure. <laughs> well, here's what I wanted to ask you. Did, did, did you ever feel like that was a factor at all? I mean, because, uh, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Did you ever feel like, size was a factor at all because you've got that famous line it's not the size of the dog in the fight it's, it's the size of the fight in the dog uh uh is it you use heart in there sometimes too maybe but you know you understand yeah. what i'm saying it's yeah it, 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 it no, I, I never i never i've never looked at it uh, as, as a factor you know the thing yeah. I, I, i've always realized is that you know they open up the holes horizontally they don't open them up vertically yeah. why do you have to be tall uh to run through the hole i mean you just needed to be quick enough to get through the hole it didn't matter how tall you were it was how quick you were and how you know when you got to that hole what you were going to do if somebody yeah. was in that hole yeah and i always felt that i could use my size uh, as a leverage uh, being short uh being kind of stocky you know, I I, I I felt that I could use that uh, to my advantage. Yeah. I didn't really shy away from anybody uh, when no. I ran the football. I mean, I, I really didn't. Exactly. Do you regret that now? No, I'm just <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning and that back is, 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 is hurting. Yeah, sometimes I do. But you know what? I wouldn't trade it for anything. I was going to say, I want to I get to this because I've never asked you this. When you were when you were running when you were actually running the ball, I know teammates had to had to supply the holes, had to supply the support and, and whatever. But what was the thing that was on your mind? What was what were you trying to see? Because what what I th thought set you apart, set all the great ones apart. Bo Jackson right on down the line. Yeah, you talk about his physical skills, abilities, and stuff. But you guys just saw things different. I mean. Yeah. 
you know, OJ Simpson, you know, I'm not bringing him up, but he just seemed like he saw things before they happened. You right, understand what right. I'm saying? Did, did, yeah. did you have that? As you look back on it, did you have that skill? Did you have that uh, blessing? What, how would you, how would you describe what it was you took with you when you were running the football besides desire? Well, I, you know, I, I like to feel that I had uh, really good vision. I mean, that, that, that is so, so very, very important, but, uh, you don't just get vision. You 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 get vision by knowing uh, what your offense is doing. And one of the things that I took pride in, Tim, is is, is I knew what everybody's job was. Yeah. So I knew where my help was coming from if I got through the line of scrimmage. So uh, that certainly helped. In, in the fact, when you when you talk about vision, knowing where your help's coming from, that that helped me a great deal. So I made it a point to make sure that I knew what every lineman's uh, job was where they're going to be coming from uh, when the play would develop. When you were in a game, could you could you notice, because of how many carries you got, when you knew one of your linemen might be having a tough day that day? You understand what I'm saying? Might be struggling with a guy or struggling with a scheme for whatever reason. Did you catalog all that as a, as a game was going on? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could tell uh, if you're running one side or the other uh, who's who, who, who's having a tough time. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, Tim, our guys did a pretty doggone good job. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I I think of Big John Hicks uh, at times early in my years at Ohio State because John was a couple years ahead ahead of me in school, but I had the opportunity to play with uh, him for a couple of years, and he was a fabulous one. Uh, you know, John sometimes would look across the line of scriptures and tell the guy. Uh, that we're coming right at you. And I used to tell John, oh, man, you got to quit doing that kind of stuff, man. Just let, let, let's just run the play. But John would just laugh and go on about his business. But we had guys that uh, were that talent. I mean, I think uh, uh, Chris Ward, who's going into the College Football Hall of Fame uh, yeah. this year, uh, I mean, absolutely uh, terrific. Uh, Kurt Schumacher, Steve Myers. I mean, I can go down the line. And, yeah. and that's why I, I, I tell you, Tim, that I was in the right place at the right time with the right people uh, because we had some tremendous talent on that football team. I just think about that backfield with uh, Cornelius Green, Pete Johnson, Champ Henson, uh, Brian Bashnagel. I mean, yeah. we jail. I mean, we, 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 we worked well uh, together and, 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 and we could just, we knew what each other were, were going to do. I mean, it was just that type of offense that, that uh, I was involved with. So I, I really feel fortunate, really feel fortunate. Hey, speaking of the Rose Bowl, was that was the Rose Bowl win, y'all's Rose Bowl win over, U, well, I think it was USC, right? Uh, USC, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, what year was that? Was that the 73 season or 70? That would have been the 74 70, season. 74. Uh, other than y'all never lost to Michigan. By the way, y'all made that in vogue before Urban Meyer came along. Yeah, and Jim Trussell. Y'all never lost to Michigan. You were, what, 3-0-1 against Michigan. Uh, but what is that game that if you could just, like, tell people, this is what my era, this is when I was running the football for Ohio State, this was that game that not just encapsulated you, but encapsulated Ohio State, Woody Hayes, that brand of football, offense and defense. You know, <laughs> what, what, yeah. game, what game would you point if they could only watch one? I, I think that would be uh, the Rose Bowl. And, and let me tell you why I say that, Tim. I, I say that because that was my sophomore year. Yeah. But the, my freshman year, we went out there and they beat our tails. I mean, they whooped our tails. And they beat us pretty bad. They were a great, great football team. Uh, but the, the next year, that 74 Rose Bowl, 
we came back out there. That was after the 10-10 tie with Michigan and Michigan uh, claiming that they were the ones that deserved to go uh, to that uh, Rose Bowl. And uh, we went out there and we kicked their tails just as bad as they kicked our tails uh, the year before. Uh, but yeah. we really uh, did it in a way that uh, people uh, didn't expect. I mean, uh, Cornelius Green threw the ball maybe eight times. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Which, which, which was a lot. Uh, yeah. Oh, at, yeah. At that time, his arm for, was so our yeah. quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what he used to say when you throw the ball three things from having the two of a bad. Yeah. And uh, 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 Cornelius had a great game. Fred Pugich had a great game at tight end. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a terrific game for us. I mean, that that game was one of the games that I am, uh, no question, uh, most proud of. Uh, but yeah, you cannot leave out the fact that we beat that team up north three times. Yeah. And I got to tell you, those were all battles, yeah. big time battles. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'll never, ever uh, forget those. Yeah. And uh, I'll always be proud uh, of those because that was the goal. And at that time, Tim, you remember um, three of those four years that I was in college, only one team could go to a bowl game. Yeah. So our goal every year was to try to go to the Rose Bowl. That yeah. was the only game a Big Ten team that could go to. And only one team could go until my senior year. Uh, they opened it up. And uh, Michigan had gone all those years uh, having great records and never going uh, to a bowl game yeah. because we went all those it, years. You know, it's funny. It's before you before you showed up, too, you couldn't go back-to-back -back in the Big Ten, remember? 68 and 69. Exactly right. They weren't allowed to go back-to-back, -back, even though they had great – you know, but, but then they got beat by Michigan in 69. Ohio State did. I didn't mean to bring that up, but you were a little kid then still. <laughs> the roost at Eastmore in the Eastmore neighborhood. But – uh. But yeah, I mean, y'all y'all helped open the doors in a lot of ways. I mean, y'all went back to back to back to back, which is crazy when you think about it. Even in these modern times, when you you could you know you could do that if you put it all together. Uh, but I want to get to that '73 team real quick because I got to talk to y'all's reunion, um, and I was just number one. I was stunned by how many guys are still walking and talking. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, because y'all are all similar to my age. You know what I mean? What right, right. fashion? And number two. I was I was surprised by not just the guys that were walking and talking, but how many of you guys were still in great health? Uh, y'all y'all acted like y'all just came off the practice field that night. It was like y'all were all still big buddies and stuff. What is it maybe about that team? I don't know if that was your favorite team or not, but it just seemed like there was a a camaraderie there that you could almost walk on. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, what was it about that team? You think you you, you hit the nail on the head, Tim. Camaraderie. I mean, that, that team had great uh, camaraderie, uh, great players uh, on that team. Randy Gratishar. I mean, that year, uh, we had three guys finish in the top six in the, of the highest. Yeah, which, I know. Which, you know, which, which is kind of incredible when you think about it. John Hicks finishing second, and I was fifth, and Randy was sixth. I mean, that was, you know, in, in, incredible. But our defense, to me, uh, was absolutely unbelievable. I don't know if I'm right in saying this, but I think they gave up for the whole season maybe 72 points. Something yeah, like it, that. it was I, stupid. I look it up. Yeah. It was stupid. It, it was less than it was, 10 points a game. Yeah. Right. It, it was. Yeah. It was less than six points a game. Yeah, I mean, six points was, a game. Excuse me. It, yeah. I mean, it was. It was. It was just absolutely incredible. And our offense, we really put up some 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 great numbers. 
Uh, but the closeness of the guys, I mean, we look forward to getting together uh, yeah. every year. I mean, all our teams, every five years, we'll get together. So usually if you go on a, a five-year period, I'll miss one year of that. But then we're getting back together. Yeah. It's something that we look forward to doing. And those guys uh very, very close. And, and we played uh, together, had a lot of fun together, uh, just had a lot of great things going on together. And uh, we continue to be close. I, and I, I, I love those guys. I love that 73 team. You know, I, I, I go back and forth about, you know, which was our very, very best team. That 73 team, I'm going to tell you, it's hard to compare uh, with that team. I mean, yes. that team uh, was fantastic in my opinion. That 10-10 tie it kept us from, from, from winning the national championship uh, that year, which uh, was, was really incredible. I still think we should have won it, but – Oh, yeah. Well, they, I was going to bring you to, to modern day, Arch. Y'all would have been the number one seed, maybe the number two seed in a in a college football playoff ranking kind of thing. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Uh, y'all would have made the playoffs. Uh, y'all would have had a shot at it on the field. It's hard to believe that, you know, because Michigan had that fabulous fourth quarter that really got them back right. in that game. And, yeah. you know, but, but the bottom line is that was – that was I remember watching that, that team all through the season. Living down when I was living down in Texas, you know, we'd get the highlights and stuff. They didn't just invent that three years ago. I mean, it was just y'all were such a formidable group. It was crazy. Uh, but I wanted to ask you this. I wanted to segue into this. Are you worried about the modern game? Because what stood out about that '73 team to me more than anything else is when I was growing up. You know, when Joe Namath, I grew up in Alabama and in Texas. Joe Namath got recruited and played for Alabama. He wasn't going to. You couldn't just transfer and play the next year. You know, you were, in other words, Tim May, a little young fan, could be, Joe Namath could be my fan for three, you know, could be my idol for three years and then on, you know what I mean? But yeah, right. do, do you worry about this modern game with guys coming and going, the uh, revolving door at places? What Just what's your take on what's going on here? Not not just with name, image, and likeness, because, man, all you guys would have made a fortune in 73, name, <laughs> image, and likeness. Can you imagine? Yeah. But yeah, I, I I do worry about it, Tim, with the uh, transfer portal and all that's going on, and and really, I'm thinking it's wearing our coaches down big time because you got to recruit guys every year. You got to recruit your own team year yeah. after year after year, and and that's got to be wearing these coaches down a bit. And 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 then going to uh, transfer portal and and worried about your guys going to transfer portal and and guys going to transfer portal more than once. I mean, whoo. I mean, it, 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 it's got to be something that's very, very difficult uh, for coaches uh, to deal with. And, 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 and I wonder, you know, how is it sustainable? I mean, is, is, is it going to last? Uh, yeah. You know, I hope uh, that uh, the NCAA or college football or, or whatever the organization is comes up with something uh, that is uh, more sustainable because I don't, I don't know how this is, is really going to last. Yeah. Well, you saw where the Big Ten and the Southeastern Conference are getting together to try to figure this out, you know. <laughs> the right. two powers that be, you know, kind of like the Soviet Union and the USA back in your day, <laughs> getting together. <laughs> Let's figure this nuclear arms race out because this is stupid. This is unsustainable. It puts everything else at risk. It's kind of like the same parameters. Uh, but but the interesting thing is, like I said, you know, like I was prefacing with you, and that's what you're referring to, too. For the fans, man, it's got to be mind-boggling to just to just keep up with it. I mean, like you said, you may get a favorite player. He may not play immediately as a freshman, but you really liked him for some reason or another. Next thing you know, he's playing for 
the team up north. Right. He's playing for this <laughs> team, right? I mean, it's you yeah, know what I mean. It's, it's Everybody crazy. latches on to a guy, right? Yeah. No, it's 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 crazy. And again, I hope uh, uh, that they come up with some way uh, to get settle this thing down uh, because you, it's got to drive coaches. It's got to drive the fans uh, crazy. I mean, it's really hard to keep up with it. Tell you yeah. Truth. yeah. Hey, uh, name, image, and likeness, though. I would think you're. I would think you're for that. I mean, you've been for that in some form or fashion. Yeah. I think you've yeah. even spoken up about that in the past. You know, uh, the players do deserve it. when the pie gets bigger and your slice is still this big. The players do deserve a slice, right? I mean, and oh, they're oh, getting it. Go ahead. Absolutely, I, I I think they deserve a slice, and and uh, again. Uh, it didn't come out the way that I expected it to yeah. mean, because I thought there'd be more parameters around uh, uh, the name image and likeness. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they are getting a piece uh, of the pie. And, and, and you had to see this coming. I mean, there's no question when you see coaches uh, making millions and millions of dollars and, and the players really not getting much of anything. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I think the scholarship is, is worth a great deal. Sure. Uh, you know, that's what I went to school for is to get a scholarship and, 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 and graduate. Uh, but at the same time, you know, these guys are and, and, and ladies, uh, whatever sport you're playing, they're working their tails off and uh, they should get a piece of, of, of what's going on. And, and I think that's the right thing to do. But they do have to uh, somehow uh, get some uh, guidelines uh, around that, because, again, that's another thing that I'm not sure is, is, is really sustainable. Yeah, even for the players' benefits, there needs to be more of a control aspect to it in fo some form or fashion. Because, like, uh, you know, there's somebody being abused out there in this, in this, in the way it's set up. You know, there are people who are signing up for one thing and getting another. You know what I mean? I mean, there. Uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a long road, uh, it, and it's just getting started. I wanted to ask you this before you go. Uh, I've long said, you know, you walk up to the Woodhays Athletic Center. Uh, to the main entrance there on the uh, on the far east side of it, and there's this huge statue, great statue of Woody Hayes sitting there glaring out at uh, Olentangy River Road. <laughs> you know, and, right. but you're in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Oklahoma for a football game, but but Oklahoma has this row uh, on the east side of their stadium, outside their stadium, of their Heisman Trophy winners, big statues, et cetera. And I'm not saying we should idolize or put people on pedestal what we do that's what society does i think ohio state has lagged ridiculously in paying honor to the guys not just you but the guys who have come before and mm -hmm. paved the way you know to mm -hmm. ohio stadium starting with maybe a, a statue of chick harley but it could be the greatest pantheon in college football you're going to have a statue they got to stick it somewhere I think that's a good start because, you know, Ohio State's getting a copy of your statue that they're going to put up at the Rose Bowl outside that grand entrance. But do you, don't you think Ohio State should pay a little more honor to, to the big-time <laughs> well, names? I mean, Bill Willis, Chick Harley, yeah. uh, John Hicks, guys who excelled. Go ahead. Yes, I, you know, I, 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 I really I, – I would like to see that because you, you're talking about your heritage and, and – and all the guys that uh, really uh, made it happen uh, for the Ohio State University. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, and I know the Rose Bowl gifted uh, Ohio State uh, statue, the one that they're going to do of me. But no, I, I, 
it would be nice to, to have uh, uh, something like Oklahoma uh, has. I mean, I, I did see that the time that we went and played yeah. uh, Oklahoma, and it was uh, it was pretty sharp. It was it was pretty neat uh, yeah. to see that. But yeah, I, 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 you know, we do. I think it's special the way that we do recognize uh, some of the great athletes uh, inside the stadium with the names uh, on, uh, on on on, yeah. on the stadium inside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's a special recognition, but you know, it always helps. I mean, think about the recruiting, all that kind of yeah. stuff uh, would be helped uh, by doing some things like, like, like you're referring to really. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. feel kind of awkward talking about that because I know, but, but, you know, we've got, we've got, we've had some great players uh, in Middle House. We've got, uh, a number of Heisman Trophy winners uh, say it, it's more more than or as much as anybody. Yeah, and uh, we need to recognize that type of stuff. Yeah, and by the way, you could have two statues there too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Arch, last thing, you and I, I've been, I've been, I've been, man, I've been blessed to know you for a very, very, very long time. You've always been the same guy to me uh, in terms of cordial polite, will tell me, will tell it like it is, you know, that kind of guy. Uh, but what I wanted to, what I wanted to end this with, are you, are you sitting here in 2024 still sort of amazed? Cause this will be the anniversary of your first Heisman trophy season, right. Heisman trophy win that there hasn't been another guy come along. Some, you know, Tim Tebow could have been that guy. He won it as a sophomore right. and he had two good years after that, but no one else has won two of these things. And it, and really, if y'all hadn't split the vote in 73, you know, you might've won three, you know what I mean? <laughs> but y'all had three candidates to top, like you said, the top six or whatever. That's crazy when you think about it. Right. But uh, uh, are you, are you, are you still amazed that somebody hasn't won it twice besides you? Tim, Tim I am amazed that uh, somebody hadn't won it twice. I thought certainly by now uh, that somebody would have uh, uh, won it twice. And, there's a lot of guys that uh, had an opportunity and, and had seasons, uh, you know, good enough uh, to win it twice. Uh, but, uh, you know, thing about the Heisman Trophy is you, know, you can only pick one person and, and uh, yeah. it just hadn't happened. But I still think somebody will do it. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I think somebody uh, will do it. Uh, but I'm surprised at this point that nobody's done it twice. All right, last thing. Uh, I'm out of here. I know, but you know me. I always ask you three last questions at least. <laughs> but uh, your your state of Ohio State football at the moment is what? Ohio State has lost three straight times to Michigan. Uh, made the college football playoff two years ago, and you know, let's face it, probably should have won that game over Georgia if a couple things bad hadn't happened to them, including losing Mar losing Marv Harrison Jr. and then of course the field goal that goes awry at midnight, mm -hmm. the stroke of midnight. Uh, but my point is, where is Ohio State football in your mind uh, in terms of, is this, well, it's always a critical year for the head coach, right? <laughs> it was a critical year for, for before you showed up, it, you know, uh, uh, Woody A's had some struggling moments and stuff, but uh, I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but explain to people, I keep telling people, when we're going to look back on these, these last 20 years, as 25 years, as maybe the golden era in many respects from offense, right. the way Ohio State plays offense, it is in the running for a national championship every year, every year et cetera. Yep. In your mind, where is it? 
I, I, I think it's, it's still at the top of the game. I mean, we are in the running for a national championship uh, every year. Uh, you know, we, we, we had the, the loss of the team up north uh, again uh, this year three times in a row. Uh, that's certainly not something that sits well uh, with people. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you look at the big picture, uh, we're playing great football. Uh, we're, play, we're playing great football. Uh, yeah. Other than that, in this past bowl game, uh, the Michigan game in this, this past bowl game. Yeah. Uh, in that Michigan game, you know, we were there uh, ready to win the game. You know, it just didn't happen. That interception yeah. certainly uh, hurt us there. But, uh, you know, things would have gone well on that last drive. We could have won the football game. So I, I, I feel good about uh, Ohio State. I feel good uh, about what Ryan uh, Day is doing. And I know that he's working extremely hard uh, to improve on, 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 on what we're doing. So, I, you know, I, I feel pretty good about it. And I'm looking forward uh, to the uh, upcoming season. I, I look forward to see – uh, us play uh, that team up north in Columbus uh, again uh, uh, this year, this come this year, and yeah. uh, I, I, I think we're I think we're in good shape. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking Arch, forward to it. Arch, th- that game doesn't. I mean, it's it's meant something the last three years, but with the college football playoff moving to twelve teams, et cetera, you can still get to where you want to go, and not necessarily mm-hmm. beat That's the team true. up north. Ohio State almost did it two years ago. Should have yeah. won it. Mm-hmm. Came that close. But my point is. And then now with the expanded Big Ten, there's 18 teams in it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that that's who that's going to be incredible. I mean, yeah. those teams that's, that's coming into the Big Ten are no slouches. I mean, yeah. those are outstanding football teams. So you know, it, it, the Big Ten's whew, it's going to be crazy. But do you, do you worry about a diminishing? of certain things like an Ohio State. Ohio State versus Michigan is always going to be a big deal, but it may not be as big a deal. You may, like I put forth. Because no, Tim is always going to be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be a big deal. I mean, that that is the rivalry. Uh, there's no other game like it. And I truly believe that uh, that game will uh, continue uh, to be as important as it's always been. And I okay. know that the players at Ohio State and the coaches that come to Ohio State are going to make sure uh, that they approach the game uh, that way. Let me twist your head real quick before you go. Ohio State and Michigan can play. Ohio State can beat Michigan in November this coming year, but they could have the two best records in the Big Ten. They might even know going into that game they're going to play the next week in Indianapolis for the championship (laughs) game. And then, barring if the other beats the other in that game, they could play again in the first round of the college football playoff. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? Wow. I mean, that is wow. that is absolutely a possibility. Does that, that change? That, it? Is a, that is a possibility. <laughs> Which game is more uh, important? <laughs> well, all of them are important. Yeah, there you right? go. Because there you if go. you have an opportunity to play that team three three times in a year, you want to beat them three times that year. I mean, yeah. that's that's how I look at it. They're all uh, that important. Or you want to make sure that you get the best of them. So uh, they're all very, very important. But yeah, that that's a that's a great possibility. Never looked at it uh, that way, but it, it, it is a possibility. Uh, I think it would be tough for it to happen that way, but mm, yeah. it could happen. Yeah, it could be Ohio State, Oregon doing that is what it could end up yeah. being. Because uh, uh, hey, I know I said this while ago. I don't want people. To, I don't want to promise something and not ask it. Playing for Woody Hayes, you guys all loved Woody Hayes. Did you love Woody Hayes when you were playing for him, or did you love what Woody Hayes did for you from the standpoint? 
of all the things he meant to you guys and influenced your lives in one form. You understand what I'm asking there? Were, were those mm -hmm. two different uh, two different exercises there, playing for him as opposed to what, looking back on what he did for you? Coach Hayes was, uh, without a doubt, a great football coach. He was a tough coach. I mean, the thing that I liked about him most of all, that he was tough, but he was fair. And you knew that he was going to try to do uh, the right thing. But in the end, no matter what happens on the field, no matter what happens on the field, I mean, you could have a rough day, he could chew you out, uh, but you'd go in that locker room, and you come out of that locker room, you had to walk by his office to get out of the facility, he'd be out there waiting for you to tell you why he did what he did. Wow. Next day, Tim, you go to practice, you do something good, halfway good, he'd stop practice, tell everybody how great what you just did was wow. makes you think it would make you think it was the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, that was the type of guy that he was. He could bring you down, but he also knew how to uh, bring you back up. And then off the field, he'd do anything to help you be successful. And uh, I think that's what people or players uh, really, really love about Woody. They knew that they could go to him and he was going to be there for them. That, that, that was very, very special uh, about Coach Woody Hayes. He was a great one, no question about it. Yeah. But the main thing I liked about him was that he was a fair coach and uh, he was going to try to put the best players uh, out on the football field uh, to win games for the Ohio State University. Yeah, I summed him up one time. People, I, I get asked that long. And finally, I go, what stood out to me about Woody Hayes was, I, I got to talk to him many times and, and get to meet me. But what stood out to me about Woody Hayes was everything to him was personal, meaning uh, his relationship with his players was personal. Uh, a loss, he took it personally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, uh, things he did for people off the field that people even never never knew about. It was personal to him. He wasn't. It wasn't. He wasn't necessarily doing it for effect. Uh, but he did want to set an example of yeah. Go visit kids in the hospital. Go yes, visit absolutely. the afflicted. Uh, don't just be a football player. You know. Right. I thought that's what stood out about him more than anything. And uh, so. It and did. I, I mean, you, Tim, you, I mean that 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 phrase paid for. I yeah. mean, that's that's what he hates. That's what he I mean, hates. He got it from Ralph Waldo Emerson, but but he really preached the paying forward piece. Yeah. And uh, you know, you you can never uh, forget that. You see that everywhere uh, now. But uh, not only did he preach it, but he did it. Yeah. He did it. Yeah. And that's what was so impressive about the man. Yeah. That's why. You know, maybe their next statue at the Rose Bowl ought to be a Woody Hayes because he helped put that thing on the map, too. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's exactly right. Hey, that's absolutely right. Arch Griffin, man, uh, two-time Heisman Trophy winner, soon to be emblazoned in bronze at the the, the major walk-up to the, to the Rose Bowl and maybe also to Ohio Stadium. We'll see. I got my fingers crossed on that one. Got to put that statue <laughs> somewhere, right? Can't put, it in a, can't put it in a closet, right, right Arch? Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Archie Griffin, thanks for joining the Tim May Show again, my man. Well, thank you, Tim. Appreciate you having me, man. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.